This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All things covered listeners, all things covered viewers. Once again, we're back with you guys. We got an outstanding show promise an outstanding guest fourth round pick in 2011 out of mississippi state 10 seasons with the seattle seahawks also a super bowl champion spent last season with the las vegas raiders made the pro bowl in 2016 should have made a few but yep. they only got him nope. documented for one <laughs> let's keep it real he should have made a few but they have him down for one so i'll mention the one no other than kj wright Seahawks, great joining us here. Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden, KJ, thank you for joining us. How you feeling? What's up, fellas? Doing good, man. How y'all doing? Man, we're doing Man, we're let's great, start man. to we the blessed. beginning. What, what'd you say, Pat P? Now you asked how we was doing. I said, we great, man. We blessed. All Amen. day. All day in America. Oh, yeah. By the way, Pat P, you what? saw what happened. I know we're going to talk about it, but I ain't going to get on you to you about the Super Bowl, but we're going to talk about that a little yeah, later. Team but. Lost, but did it 23 cover? The, the under. Yes, I hit the under. On the 23? <laughs> Yes, the under, it was 23 and a half, or it was 23 or 24. It was 23 right. and a half or 24, I hit it. I thought you said it was 23. If you if it was 23, you definitely didn't hit it. I, I hit I hit the first half under, Pat P. So it had to be 23 and a half. It was 23 yeah. and a half. Eric just See, that's what that, it, it, when we was on the show, sorry, KJ, for taking it away from your time. But you when you were on the show, you were saying it was 23. And I said the bet was, it's gonna be, it's gonna be over 23 points. Or whatever I said, I might have said the wrong thing, but whatever I put my bet in was the right thing. <laughs> hey, so, hey, real quick, real quick, real for this story. So I'm watching the game in the media, right, with the media, and I forgot oh. that I'm actually part of the media now. So when I was watching the game towards the halftime, I said, man, I just don't need no more points to happen because I need to hit my first half under. So everybody's right. like, Max, you can't talk like that. What you mean? I'm like, man, you, you, you got to be quiet. Right. Hey, so when the halftime hit, I said, oh, man, my under hit. I stood up, everybody looking at me like I was in a library. They're like, Mac, what are you doing? You can't. I said, man, you know what? I got to go watch the game in the cubicle, man. I can't watch with y'all, man. <laughs> man, I, I hit that first half. Hey, KJ, y'all still current players, so y'all can't yeah, play. Ain't no betting. Ain't no betting. Devil's neck like I am. I'm heavy in the gambling sauce, brother. So, hey, that's one of my gambling uh, uh, cheer moments from this past Sunday. But, KJ, let's start in the beginning, man. You went to Mississippi State. Uh, an underrated pipeline, to say the least, when it comes to talent that gets to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Why do people oftentimes sleep on Bulldog players, especially when they get to the next level? I mean, I believe that it's time to stop sleeping on us. We got yep. <laughs> dog, we got dogs everywhere, starting with myself. We got Dak Prescott, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay. Uh, Chris Jones. Sweat. The, the yep. list goes on and on. And so they're trying to say that it's the new D-line you. I don't know if we quite have gotten there yet. But um, we we putting dogs out, and so Mississippi State the place to go. And some other names that you didn't mention for our listeners and our viewers that might not be familiar with Mississippi State players that are currently in the NFL: Pernell McPhee, Preston mm -hmm. Smith, Jonathan Abram, Cam Dantzler, Pat P's teammate, Danico Autry, Jeffrey yeah. Simmons, who's a a baller, yeah. Montez Montez <laughs> Sweat, just to name a few. So, like you said. <laughs> 
you guys been doing a great job in getting guys ready for the next level. And then when they get there, they go out and ball out. So kudos to mm -hmm. uh, what Mississippi State has been able to do. Yep, it's just it's just a thing when you say when you say Starkville, Mississippi, it's not the most elaborate place on the map. No doubt but, about um, it. <laughs> the ultimate goal is to go to the NFL. That's the ultimate goal. Have yeah. fun in college, get your degree, uh -huh. and then go ball out in the league. Tell me how how did those how didn't those cowbells not get on your nerves? <laughs> oh, it worked in our advantage. <laughs> hey, it worked in our advantage, man. I, first of all, when I got there, I'm like, what the hell are these cowbells? Like, what's the What's the meaning behind it? First of all, I, I never found that out. Uh, what is the meaning? Oh, you never found it out? Never found it out. If I'm not mistaken, I think it came from a game because I think because I think I asked the same question my sophomore year because I only played that one year. I think it came from a game and I can't remember what game it was from. It was an SEC game and it was a rivalry game. And a fan was just literally just blowing the cow horn, they, uh, uh, <laughs> doing the cowbell and y'all want the game. And that's how, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Eric, look that up. <laughs> See, I heard that a cow roamed on the field, and it was a good luck charm. But I don't know how much I believe a cow just okay. ran walking on the football field. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I, that that one's hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Pat P, it sounded sound like those cowbells got on your nerves when you went there that one time. <laughs> They definitely probably did get on this nerve. Hey, but KJ, we was, uh, it's a pleasure, uh, first and foremost, to be, you know, draft in the same draft class as you. But I did not know you was the 13th linebacker drafted and only the third one still playing with Von Miller and Justin Houston. Yeah. Did you view your uh, draft position as motivation? Bro, I was sitting there just sick to my stomach on, on draft day. Mm -hmm. The first day went by, I was cool. Okay, first round, let's get that out the way. Right. And then um, that second day, it got to me when I saw just names that I've never heard of getting taken in front of me. Um, the teams will call me. The Saints will call me. Hey, we get we we up. If you up here, we about to take you. Mm -hmm. They take um, Martez Wilson, another linebacker. And so um, the disrespect was definitely real on draft day. Mm -hmm. And um, thankfully, at pick number 99, somebody came to their senses and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they took me, Coach Carroll called me, pick number 99, fourth round. And so it was a great day, man. Ever since I got there, I had that chip on my shoulder, that motivation. And um, I haven't looked back since. And no I doubt, will no say doubt. this, I couldn't, it seemed like I couldn't get away from you, obviously playing against you, uh, against Mississippi State, and also 10 years against yeah. Seattle. I low-key kind of hate that they, they picked you uh, first and Bobby Wagner right after you because you guys became one of the best linebackers tandem to play within that uh, that 10 year uh, span. So um, mm -hmm. I tell you what, every time we played against you guys, it was like, hey, I don't know how many rushing yards we gonna get. You <laughs> all gonna be a cover three. We <laughs> yeah. all had 50 freaking, uh, you know, 50, 54. 50, right? Number 50, 50 51. 50, 51 I, I was 50, Bobby was 54. Yeah, exactly. 54 and 50, gonna be all over the field because you did not miss tackles. And Bobby got everybody lined up. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man, them, them battles, first of all, them battles we had in that division, bro, with us, uh, with San Fran, San with the Rams, Rams. It, it, it didn't get much better than that in our mm -hmm. era. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, it was always fun going against you and uh, Carson, Carson uh, Palmer, uh, yeah. Larry the GOAT. I felt like Larry was my teammate on, on Sunday sometimes, the way, <laughs> the way we connected. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a pleasure, man. Hey, wait, I got to go back real quick. Tell me if you remember this play and you knew y'all, you know y'all got away with one. 2016, when they just implemented the new rule that you cannot jump over the center, the, the overtime game that uh, that ended in a tie. 
the one that Bobby, it was either you or Bobby jumped over the center and blocked the kick. That was Bobby. Tell me you got, I mean, you knew you guys <laughs> got to move on, right? The, the, rule, the rule was you couldn't push against the guy's back. Uh-huh. Bobby just fake like he was pushing on his back. Maybe made a he little contact. It. Maybe made a little contact, <laughs> but but he jumped over the pile and, and then uh and then and then blocked it. <laughs> hey, that was a crazy play, man. It's in a crazy game because it ended up in six six, and um, man, that was just a defensive battle. And that was one of the greatest games that I, I feel that we played as a team in our ten year battles for sure. I, I didn't realize it was six to six. Yeah, it was six six. Yeah, and we both and I think because y'all had to we had the ball first, we missed the field goal. Then y'all had the ball last. Then y'all missed the field goal. Then yep. when y'all missed the field goal, then y'all end up blocking it, and then the game ended up in the tie. Yeah, it was a crazy. Was that game, game in Seattle, Pappy? No, nah. I was home. I was yeah. home. It was at, uh, in Arizona. I think it was a Sunday night game, if I'm not mistaken. It was a night yeah. game, Sunday yeah. night or Thursday night. Yeah, everybody was cramping up. Um, yeah, <laughs> we played like 90 plays. It was crazy. The game was wild. It was, no doubt, no doubt. So, so KJ, you go. In, in in the fourth round uh, in 2011. And then in 2012, the Seahawks bounced right back with another monumental draft, uh, drafting Bobby Wagner in the second and Russell in the third. What were your early impressions uh, of, of how they could help the team based on what you saw early from Bobby Wagner and then understanding and realizing Russell will eventually be the starting quarterback for the franchise? Yeah, I believe, I believe first thing first, that we got to talk about my dog, Bruce. Bruce was the first pick. Oh yeah, Bruce uh-huh. and yeah. Um, came on the scene a just monster. had a dominant <laughs> rookie year. I think he had like eight, eight, nine sacks his rookie year, yeah. and so he really started it off. And then we saw he coming off the edge. I played alongside Bobby. Russell was the backup in um, OTAs and most of training camp, mm-hmm. and he, he was going against him and Matt Flynn was competing against Matt the starting Flynn. spot. Yep, yep. And 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 we we knew it, it wasn't even close. That Russell about to be the guy to take us to the promised land, and so. It was just fun, man, just playing with those guys all those years. I had the honor to play next to a Hall of Famer um, that I believe with Bobby. Just the way we pushed each other, I saw the way that he came to work early, the way he prepared, the way he made plays on Sundays. And so great draft. And, um, you know, I had a great draft myself with the 2011 class. Yeah, no doubt about it. Tell me where does Legion and Boom come from? Shit, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, I think somebody <laughs> on Twitter gave him that name. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think somebody on Twitter gave him that name. But just bro, with them, with them four dudes, we had all different type of personalities, all different type of skill sets, and um, bro, them dudes was just one one of a kind. It started with you know, started with Cam. Mm-hmm. Cam Chesney name speaks for himself. You got Earl on the back end making his plays. Brandon Browner. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all remember him? Yeah. Six foot, about six five. Yeah, big body like, out there. Yeah, <laughs> they enforce yeah. They enforce it. Yeah, and so man, them dudes were special, man. We all just had a love and a brotherhood that uh, we didn't want to let each other down on the football field. Yeah, yeah. we didn't let each other down, and we knew that if you didn't get to the ball quickly, you're not making this play. Right. Is no was question. that a, 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 a environment or a culture that Pete, um, like kind of grew around there, or, or, or that was the guys that that uh, who was the GM at that time? It was Snyder, John Snyder. So it, what, or was it the guys that Snyder brought in that, you know, that that had that mentality and, and just wanted mm-hmm. to fight and play for one another? I believe it was a combination of both. You had Pete, Pete was laid back, fun. He preached competition and he just let us go at it. 
And um, you see, it'll be a fight or two break out of practice, but that's that's what made us who we were. And then you bring in some dogs and myself, you bring in these type A personalities and guys that just have the mindset, we about to be the best on this football field. Mm-hmm. And so it was definitely a great draft by them and a great structure that they had up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And we just, man, with but their, their run we had was really special. Yeah. And real that quick, was. Eric gave us some inside information regarding the nickname. The nickname came from a fan calling into a radio show in Seattle. So a fan actually gave you guys mm-hmm. that nickname, Legion yeah. of Boom. I thought so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. We got to figure out who that fan is. And maybe he needs he, He's probably he's entitled to some type of financial <laughs> type benefit or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I would think so. I would think so. So, KJ, let's get to uh, Super Bowl 48, right? At the beginning of the ball game, everybody is fired up. The emotions are extremely high. The ball snaps over Peyton Manning's head, and you're chasing after Sean Marino in the end zone. When that play happened, seeing what was going on, what were you thinking? I mean, I, I thought, it, first of all, stuff like that never happens. Yeah, but um, we 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 knew that that this team was a talented team, but we knew that we were we knew that we were better. We we knew that we had the dogs on both sides of the ball. We knew that our game plan was fire. We was gonna run our same stuff we always ran, but the way we was gonna play it, the way the concepts that they ran, we're gonna take away they they best stuff. So forty three to eight, that's just something that teams don't do in the Super Bowl. No, you know what I mean right. to hold the goat to eight points, and they shouldn't even score that many, which is crazy. <laughs> She didn't even score that many. And yeah. so, man, well, that, was, that was just a special day, man, for us to finally get there, first of all. But to win it in that fashion was pretty special. And, and you guys were underdogs, too. They were two. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's what made it more special, that you guys ended that game as the underdog. As the under underdog, what led you guys to one of the most dominated performance? You know, obviously, you kind of, you know, elaborated on it, saying that you guys had a fire game plan, and they mm-hmm. kind of, you know, uh, you know, fell in you guys' lap with the concept that it was doing on offense. But the way you guys put a beat on them guys and, and to yeah. know that you guys were coming in as an underdog was a bit a bit shocking. I know Vegas mm-hmm. was a little upset with that one for sure. Yeah, and tell you the truth, bro, we didn't even – I didn't even know nothing about the underdog stuff. We I just knew when watching the film, I saw, okay, this, this, <laughs> yeah, like these dudes are good, but the defenses they playing, they not they can't match what anything that they've seen all year. Right. They haven't seen anything like our defense, and so – we know we all know the formula to a championship defense wins championships, and so um, that was pretty cool for us to get that. Yeah, and that game was over in the first quarter. Oh, it, mean, was. it was over in the first. It was over in the first four minutes of, of, the, of the first quarter. It was. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it was over when Percy uh, returned that that kick to the house. Oh, it was a wrap. That was second half, right? Yeah. 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 Right after half, that was the opening kickoff after that was half. Opening yeah, kickoff. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, 
and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Then let's fast forward next year. You guys ran it back, right? Yeah. In Arizona against Tom Brady, the New England Patriots. Let me ask you this question. And and listen, we all played defense throughout our career. And there's been times, hey, there's been times as a defender when we watching the, the offense either from the sideline on the jumbo drawing. Run the ball, man. And you like, what y'all doing? Like, what? Run the ball. KJ, what was going through your mind on that interception by Malcolm Butler? Matter of fact, before you answer that question, KJ, before you answer that question, what was going through your mind before the offense came out of the huddle? Because I don't know if you actually knew what the play was, but did you, in your mind, you're like, you got to give it to Beast Mode, we game over, we win. So take us through this, through your mindset leading up to that play and then after the play was over. Dog, I kid you not. I remember the play was yesterday. Before... When we came out the huddle, I was screaming. I was literally screaming. Y'all know I'm, I'm a chill dude. I was screaming, why are we in shotgun? Right. Yep. <laughs> why are we in shotgun, first of all? And, bro, next thing I know, the ball snapped. <laughs> and this dude, Malcolm, first of all, he had no business making that play. Let's, let's get – he had no business making that play, running through a dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Catching the ball with, like, his bicep. Don't nobody make that that type of play, right? And bro, it was just it was unreal how it all unfolded, and then that shit's over. It's hey, home. hey, Bobby, you want to know something? I met Bobby, KJ. You want to know something crazy about that? So you know, obviously, I'm teammates with I was teammates with Chandler. So yeah. Chandler talk about that all the time because they practice at our facility. He was like, yeah. "Dog, you want to know something crazy?" And he actually he showed us the clip. He was like, "Man, we practice this play." The last play of practice on on Saturday no. or Friday, whichever day it was. He said they practiced no. that play, the last play of wow. practice or whichever day they uh, the uh, they full practice was. And yeah. I'd be damned. It came, it came, <laughs> it came alive on the last play of the game. How crazy is that, though, man? And and bro, and, and stuff like that does present itself on Sundays. Like, oh, here it come. They in this formation. This right. this part of the field. Let's execute. Mm-hmm. But dog, that the way they executed it was yep. was crazy. It started with Brandon Brown or uh, yep. on Jermaine being, being aggressive. You got to mm-hmm. be aggressive at the point of attack. Yeah, and and bro, it's just un- unreal. That was we see a, it all the time, though, man. In, in football, NFL coaches get paid a lot of money, and sometimes they're not thinking logically. And we just saw that in the Super Bowl, right? It's four situation? and one, and they in shock. <laughs> And the wrong dude is in it at running. Man, they don't even got Joe Mixon in the ball game. They like, did that twice. Yes. Matter of fact, they did that three times because he did a quarterback sneak on the second one. And the third quarterback down, sneak, they ran the ball. Joe off. Mixon wasn't even in the game. Man. I look. I said, why is 34 in in, 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 in crunch time? We, we, we see fans. I know a lot of people that watch the game, they ask me, like, is that for real? Like, Oh, coach is trying to point shit. I'm like, no, that's just how they think sometimes. <laughs> Offensively, they try to make things more difficult than what it is. If you guys line up under center, KJ, and run the ball, nine times out of ten, he's going to score. You got two rings right now. And I could and I could live with it. I could sleep good at night if we don't get it. Exactly. Right. I, I could sleep if you don't good, get it by good. running, that's the best opportunity we have to score no, instead of I throwing. told my wife. Make, 
We play Go defense. Ahead. We all play defense. Right. If you're in that situation, you want you rather than them throw the ball. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> hey, because I tell them, I tell I'm telling my wife this. I was like, man, this makes that's embarrassing. If five offensive linemen cannot push, they don't even have to push nobody. No. At least set yeah. the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? At least set the line of scrimmage. If they I can't set the line on. of scrimmage for one yard, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? No question. And fellas, no question. I, I I kid you not, ever since then, we that we have not been the same ever since then. Do you, you think just, that's the team? At, from the top down. Mm. We the, the dynamic has, has not been right. You know, you know how you walk in the building, you just feel the vibes. Right. Yeah. You just feel energy. Mm. That little that little black ass cloud hung over us for a couple of years. Yeah. Did so you KJ, like I was gonna ask you, my, my follow-up was going to be most people felt like you guys were getting ready to create a da- a dynasty, establish a dynasty, because all your key contributors were young. Mm-hmm. The following offseason, I think Russell got his big payday, but everyone else was still young. Why didn't we see the dynasty we thought we would see after that Super Bowl? You think it had a lot to play with that decision to throw the football? Were there other things that uh, led to the dynasty not becoming a reality? I mean, Brian, when you do that, like I, I'm looking at you, like can I can I trust you? Like, do you really have yeah, this team's best interest at heart? Did you want a certain somebody to be the hero subconsciously? Mm. Like what? Like you took. Like something got taken away from me, from us. Yeah. On, on something that was silly. It was it was really silly. Right. And so that, like I said, that black cloud, it hangs over you. And so you can't move the same. You don't, you don't, you know, trust each other the same. The dynamic is just broken. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. why that dynasty didn't happen. Because it was, was for sure going to happen. We get that second one. <sighs> yeah. We're going, we going back. Right. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to lose like that. Yeah. You, you. you Losing a Super Bowl is hard. Losing a ball game is hard. But losing like that, when you have one of the more physical running backs in National Football League at that time. And Pat P, like you said, it's, even if the offensive line don't do their job well enough, beast mode is good enough to make them right. And it was second right. down. Second down. <laughs> and Yeah, Pat P, it was second on, down. Man. I'm running it. I'm, not th- I'm running it second, third, fourth. If they stop yeah. us three downs, they're, they deserve to win. Yard, no doubt about yeah, it. That's all good. Beast mode can't get me one. Come on now. What are we talking about? And my about? thing is this, like, <laughs> if, and I understand what you said. That's some, some cool information you're giving us. But as the quarterback, you like, yo, wait a minute. No, chat. Yeah. Like, and, like and you, let's. And, and, I, and I love Russ. I love Russ. I, I'm going to give him grace. That was, that was his second year. It was mm-hmm. his second year playing quarterback. You know he, he did what he did with the what came in his headset. Right. And so if it was a Russ today, I believe Russ looked at the coach like you tripping. I'm about to audible right. it, or <laughs> I'm about to call my own run play. But um, I'm, I'm gonna give him grace, man, and say he just did what he was told. What, hey, what do you like, think? That's like Matt Ryan when they planned the Patriots when they should have the ran the ball. And they well, Matt Ryan was older than Russ. Russ was in year three. Matt <laughs> but, Ryan no, that's was what I'm saying though. I was going to to uh to uh to KJ's point like. That's what I would have did if I'm Matt Ryan. Like, Kyle, you tripping right now, man. We about to run this football, take as much time off the clock, get a field goal, be up by, I think they would have been up by nine. Yeah, they took that set. They took that set. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Run the football. Freeman was having a game of his life. Yeah. But yeah, the head, I mean. Oh, and Russ was in year three, huh? That was his third year. Yeah, yeah, that was his third year. 
He had a little leeway. He had a little leeway by then, Katie. Yeah. Because y'all had just, y'all just, remember, y'all just won it his second year. Yeah. He had his second year. Yeah, leeway. He had a little leeway. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe he wanted that, that extra passing touchdown, <laughs> that extra throwing touchdown. Hey, I remember this though. I, I will say this, uh, KJ. Tell me if is this a, like a, a theory or something that was hanging around the locker room? I remember some media was saying that obviously Pete didn't want to give let Marshawn become the hero because Marshawn would have had to be, like obviously present himself, mm-hmm. talk to the media. So they wanted Russ to be the hero because he was a much more representative of the team. I believe that, I don't believe it was intentional. That's the thing. Shit, right. shit, it, it stuff's going too fast. I believe that subconsciously that it was in their mind. Let Russ do it. Mm. Let Russ do it. And, bro, this like, was it was it intentional to not get the ball to Marshawn? I don't think so. But the way that stuff happened, how fast it was, I believe that it was a moment like we were on rush to be the guy. Mm. Mm. And if they, and you know, obviously, if they knew what was on the other side, they wouldn't have done it. But I don't believe they intentionally meant to not give the ball to Marshawn. Gotcha. Yeah, it, fe- it felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> it felt that way. Yeah. Hey. Somebody see somebody need to ask Pete this. Like, I ain't has right. he even answered this question? I don't, I don't. I don't think no one ever asked him that question. I think you know that was that was locker room talk right there. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, want, I, I, I want the answer myself. Right. <laughs> we all do because I still can't figure that. I didn't even play for y'all, but I I'm hurting that y'all. You got to get that second round. Because yeah. if you get the second one, you know everything shifts to the third. Yeah. Yeah. And not too many people can do back to back, especially with a young group of guys. Yes. Yeah. That are still in their rookie deals. You still got money to play around with, yeah. you know, and resources to continue to get better. And like you said, it makes sense now, KJ, because from afar, we was like, oh, they got a dynasty brewing. But then mm-hmm. things started to happen, and clearly the direction didn't go as accordingly. And question I have for you, what do you think happens now for Russell Wilson? Do you think it's best for him to move on if he would like to try to play for another Super Bowl or stick it out? there in Seattle, because clearly we heard rumors that he wanted to leave Seattle last year. He eventually stayed, but now seeing what is going on in the division and also with Russell getting older, do you think it's best mm-hmm. for him to try to force, a, force his way out? I mean, my question to Russ is, if you do want to leave, what else out there is better offensively than what you have? Because, mm-hmm. dog, you got a monster in number 14. You got Lockett that you got crazy chemistry with what else what like what better duo can can you find out there and so um the way i'm looking at it he needs to stay put and um bro just you like two years ago we was what was we was 14 and um no we was 12 and 4 yep it was 12 and 4 when i was there my last year there we had the blueprint to go to make another run for it and so bro you got a lot of good pieces in seattle you got a lot of good pieces in Seattle. And I said something in, my, in uh, this interview the other day about him taking the pay cut. A lot of people got upset. But what I meant to say was, like, there's so many free agents that could come back and help you get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so, man, it's, it's a good team in Seattle, a good organization. Stay put. Keep it going and try to get back to that Super Bowl. Yeah, I could. I, 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 
it's going to be hard to see Russell in another uniform, but you never know in this league for sure. This is my last one before we let you go. Man, you got have some similarities, obviously, playing for the same organization for 10 years and playing for a new one this year. But yeah. your your new organization went through a little bit of, a little bit of adversity. How were you guys able to overcome that? It wasn't easy. It was not easy. And yeah. the, the stuff that I saw this year was something I ain't never seen in my career from, you know, all, all the all the adversity that we faced. Thank mm-hmm. God that we had good character men in that locker room to say, hey, fellas, this is what we up against. Mm-hmm. And we can we can find every excuse in the book to say, hey, we had this adversity. Let's just lose. You know, let's just take this season or we can bow up, grow up. Let's, let's put this stuff behind us and going forward, let's just do right. And so as you, y'all saw that last four games of the season, we had to win those four to get in. Mm-hmm. We took it one game at a time and uh, thankfully made the playoffs. And so hats off to the leadership with Derek. Uh, Max Crosby is amazing. Yannick and Gakwe. Yeah. And uh, my head coach was phenomenal too. So we, we got it done. Yeah. Last question I have for you, KJ. You know, what's next for you? You know, you're a free agent. Uh, you played well for the Raiders. Would you like to return uh, to Las Vegas? Do you know what's, what's next for you when it comes to uh, your football career? I'm going to tell you all this. If I have another free agent experience the way I had last year, I'm, I'm going to retire. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that was not fun. I that was not that. fun waiting. Until, I don't know if y'all realize, but I didn't sign until week one of the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Just, just, just. First of all, that the first few days go by, you see guys get signed. Okay, cool, cool. You feel like your time coming, and don't nobody want to make an offer, a respectful offer. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. Just, just the stress and the anxiety and the not knowing where I'm gonna take my family because they, the Raiders signed me so late, I couldn't even take my family with me. Yeah. To uh, Vegas, so having to stay um, in Vegas by myself, them in Seattle. That's, that's for the birds. And so if a team comes early in, in the in the free agency, something respectful, you know, we can make something happen. Well, there you have it. Whoever yep. your favorite team yeah. is, you might need in that, be in dire need of an athletic big run, uh, linebacker that still can yeah. move sideline to sideline and provide right. championship and leadership. That. The offer <laughs> got to be respectful. That's number one. And they got to yeah. happen sooner than later <laughs> instead of – after week one or week two, KJ is ready to yeah. rock and roll, man. KJ Wright joining us here on All Things Covered. Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden, Mississippi State Bulldog, great Seattle Seahawks legend, Super Bowl champion, 2016 Pro Bowler. Joining us here, KJ, man. Thank you for your time. Best of yeah. luck to you this upcoming season. And if no not, we know you're going to go ahead and do, be great at whatever it is you're trying to be great at because that's the type nope. of guy you are. Appreciate you for joining sure, us. Fella. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.